Well, the title of my message, this is part two of last week's, and I called it God's Word is Life and Medicine. God's Word is Life and Medicine. And we talked some last week about how the Lord is our healer. Um, uh, you don't have to write this. Well, you can write it down if you want, but uh, don't look. I mean, Exodus fifteen twenty six. the latter part of that verse, the Lord revealed himself as our healer. He said, I am the Lord who heals you. I, you might remember I said the Bible in basic English said that, for I am the Lord your life giver. When we think of healing, when we think of health, what's the word we associate with? Life. Everybody say life. And remember what the Lord promised us, that he came to give us what? Life in it more abundantly. When we think of life, another way of saying it is life as God has it or the life of God. That's what he came to give us, the life of God. How many know God's not sick? God's not broke, right? God's not hurting. He's not in pain. He's not depressed, right? He's not, he's not chaotic. He's, he doesn't have uh, dual personalities. You know, he doesn't have any problems, right? The life of God is what? The life of God. It's all the good things he has he's given to us. Say this with me. The Lord is my healer, and he heals all my diseases. Amen. That's a good confession for you all the time. You might remember we looked specifically at Psalm 107.20 last week. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. But the emphasis was what? He sent his word and healed them. In other words, how does he heal? He sends his word. There's healing power in the word. Every Word of God on healing, on the subject of healing. What are we going to find with scriptures related to peace? The power to bring peace to pass in our life, right? What are we going to find if we look up scriptures that are are to do with prosperity? They're going to produce prosperity. But healing scriptures or the word of God on healing is going to produce healing, okay? It's automatically there. There's no word of God void of power. There's no empty words. Every word of God is filled with power. Hebrews 4.12 tells us that the words of God are alive and powerful. That God's word is living. Okay, It is alive. It is not like ordinary words. In fact, to be honest with you, there really aren't any ordinary words. What I mean is, the Bible says about the words we speak, that what, what are they? Life and death, right? We can speak life, we can speak death. So even, in our, even a natural man having a discussion, what's happening in those exchange of words? Life or death, right? There's power in those words. Well, there's a lot of power in God's words. His words, every word that is spoken from his mouth is filled with life. It is filled with power to bring that word to pass. Remember, every word of God that God speaks does not come back to him empty. What does it do? It goes out and accomplishes what it was sent to do, right? It prospers. It does what it was sent to do. So in other words, how does God get things done? How does he change our lives? How does he fix things? How does he change situations? He speaks words. He sends his words on a mission. His words are sent out, and those words have the power to change something, have the power to transform something. Now, I mentioned this last week. We ended with this. What determines what you are going to get out of the Word? We can be talking about all these things, but what determines what you are going to get out of the Word? You do. You do. How do you determine what you're going to get out of the Word? By your listening to it. In other words, the level of your listening, the level of your focus. Are you excited? Are you listening to the Word in faith? And we we talked about what is listening to the word in faith? Expecting. I'm expecting. When I sit down to read the Bible, when I sit down to hear the word of God, you should come expecting. You should, before you ever have entered the church doors, you should have already set your heart. 
set your heart to receive. Father, I just thank you that I'm going to leave their change, that I'm going to hear your words. And your words, remember we talked about last week, the emphasis of each word. His words are filled with power. Remember, what do I want you to think of when, I, when you think of the Word of God? Do I want you to instantly think of, oh, that's the name of the Bible. No, what do we want to think of? Every word of God. The words themselves. Every word has power, has the life of God in it that can transform your life by just spending time around it. I mean, how many would agree if you come to church and if you're just in the presence of this and hearing the word, it affects you, right? You feel better that you came, but it will go a whole nother level if it impacts you and you, you like, for example, listen to it again and you look up the scriptures and you meditate on those scriptures and then you apply them to your own life and begin to act on them. You keep on going from level to level to level to level to level. It's all on you. I want you to understand that it's all on you what you get out of the word, not on God. And too many Christians are waiting for the Lord to do something. He is doing something. He's giving you his word like I'm doing right now. All right? He's giving you his word and you have to do something with that word. All right? You have to receive it and act on it, accept it in your life. We talked about how God's word in written form is no less his word. Sometimes as we're reading, we just kind of look at this as history. You know, you can get lost in it, especially in the Old Testament. You know, you can kind of get lost in certain areas. How many know that there are certain areas of the Bible that don't seem super exciting? I mean, there are certain things like the book of Numbers, you know, or when they're counting this or counting that, or they repeat things multiple times. You ever notice that? You're reading some areas and like, dear Lord, didn't we just talk about that? And then we're reading again, from the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, the son of Hori, from the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jephaniah. And you read these things and thinking, you need to understand. You know, I don't have to fully understand it. Is, is that the word of God, what I just read to you? Is it the word? Is it, does it have the life of God? It must be important to God or he wouldn't have put it in there. It has some significance. It has some importance. You know what that tells me? Man, God knows my name. He likes names and he keeps tracks of, track of things, doesn't he? How many know God keeps track of the good things that you do, that you do in faith that no one knows about? That's what you're reading there. You're reading that God is aware of what's going on. He knows where you live. You know, but sometimes we can read these things. And we're going through it and we're getting nothing out of it. Nothing at all. You know what I'm saying? Just because I don't fully understand at the moment why God put that in there, or what relevance it has to me, doesn't mean it's not impacting me. It's all, all how I approach it, how I listen to it. All right, so let's jump into tonight. Again, we're still looking at the Word of God, the life of God that we receive impacting our physical body. I mean, we aren't talking about the Word of God in general, but we're mainly focusing on the subject of physical healing. I want you to turn your Bibles with me to Proverbs chapter 4. And we're going to look at an area that, again, we have looked at many times, but please don't just kind of, oh, yeah, yeah, I know this. There's a lot more God can teach you about some things. Open your eyes to. Proverbs chapter 4, and we're going to read verses 20 through 23. Proverbs 4, beginning with verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Now, I want to read this again, but I want to emphasize some things. I want you to see some things, okay? I know I go over and over and over when I go over this, but it is so important. So let's look at it again. Verse 20, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings, or we should say my words, okay? That's what he's saying. What am I saying? 
Do not let my words depart from your eyes. In other words, what does that mean? Your imagination. Now, part of it is you're actually looking at it, but part of it is your, what, what can you see when you close your eyes? You use your imaginations. Remember, what do pictures, what do words paint in our minds? They, they, they paint pictures. That's the way God created us. Don't let my words depart from your eyes. He's saying in your imagination, in your thought life, what you picture, okay? Not just with your physical eyes. Keep my words in the midst of your heart. For my words, now notice what he says, my words are life to those who find them, health to all their flesh. How many believe the Lord's telling the truth? That his words are life and his words are health to all our flesh. Now look at verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. Now, what is our heart? Our heart is our spirit, okay? The very core of who we are, okay? Remember, you are a spirit, right? You possess a soul, your mind, will, and emotions, and you live in a physical body. Well, your spirit is your heart, and your heart is your spirit. They're one and the same. When the Bible refers to heart, what is it, when, it, when we talk about the heart of the matter, what are we talking about? The core of the matter. The, the, what are we really talking about if we zoom in on it? Okay. So when the Bible talks about the heart, it doesn't mean... Our, there are some people who read that. Oh, man, he's talking about a heart. You know? No, he's talking about the heart of you, the core of you. Well, who is the core of you? Your spirit man. Okay? The real you on the inside that you can't see. That's your heart. Now remember earlier, Psalm 107, 20, he sent his word and healed them, right? He sent his word. Those that we read here in Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 23, are the, the directions for literally taking God's medicine, right? This is God's, in fact, one of the um, translations actually says that it's medicine for your flesh, Okay, that's where we get that God's medicine reference. I think it's the King James, if I'm not mistaken. It's medicine to our flesh. Well, it's health to our flesh. Another translation, I think the Amplified says it's health and healing to our flesh. So in other words, how does God work in our physical bodies to help us when we need help? Through his words, okay? I want everybody to see through his words, and if we can hear that and hear that, and sometimes, okay, I know that. It's through his word. But do you know it? Do you really know it? You, gotta, you, you need to open your heart and mind because God, it's like he, he's got to go through little doors inside you. And he finally gets to the one and you have the aha moment, the revelation knowledge of God. I get it. I get it. And I see the power and what it can do in my life. Just because we hear it doesn't necessarily mean we get it. Okay, but that's what we're going for. Amen. We're going to another level. If he's saying these are the directions for taking God's medicine, his word, then shouldn't that be a priority in our life? That should be the absolute priority. That's what he's saying here. Make the word of God a priority over and over in every verse. What is it talking about? What's the subject? Huh? No. What's the subject? Proverbs 4. All these verses we looked at. The words. The words of who? The Word of God. So the Word of God is the subject. Over. It's beating us in the head almost. The Word of God. The Word of God. The Word of God. Every Word of God. The Word of God. The Word of God. If God is saying this over and over and over, and then He wraps it up with those that find my words... It's life to them and healing to all their flesh. Are there some that aren't going to find it? Are there some that are going to hear but not really hear? Are some are going to see this, oh yeah, yeah it makes sense, and it just kind of, okay, what's next? What, what are we going to talk about preacher again that's exciting? Let's move on. We've talked about this enough. You could never talk about this enough with me. Never talk about it enough. Because how does faith come? By hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Amen? 
hearing and hearing over and over and over and over and then acting on it, doing it in our life. That's how we're going to see it. What I believe that God is trying to say here, and I want you to listen closely, He's saying make this a priority in your life. Make it of top priority. Make it super important. If we don't do it with the Word, here's the problem. If we don't do it with the Word, we're going to do it with something else. How many of you know you're always thinking about something? You're always talking about something. You're always listening to something. Right? Are you? Unless some of you live in a vacuum and, and got, got a, one of those, uh, you know, what do they call it? Uh, chambers, you know, that you don't have any senses, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, um, you, you're always taking in something. Whether you realize, even when you're watching TV, but you're not really paying attention. Or you're watching TV and you fall asleep in your easy chair, which probably every man in here does, okay? You fall asleep. Guess what? Your ears are still listening to what's coming. It's still coming in. In other words, in other words what God is saying, I want you to listen closely. He's saying in these verses, something's in front of your eyes. Something's in your imagination. You're talking about something. You're hearing something. So why not have it be my word? that will give you life and healing. See, if we're taking in other things, what could we be taking in? We could be taking in negative things. We could be taking in things that are saying you're getting sicker. We could be taking in things, well, that's just the way it is. We could be taking in our imagination, seeing ourselves better. It's going to produce one way or the other is what he's saying. He, the Word of God produces life. But what does the word of this world or the devil produce? Death. And what he's saying is you're going to consume something, and if it's not the word of God, it's probably the problem you're facing in life. That's what I want you to see tonight. That maybe you're not seeing when you look at these verses. See, we need to take God's word and apply it in our life, but it's working no matter what. You understand what I'm saying? What we want to do is make it work to our advantage but it's still working. You guys are faith operators whether you realize it or not. The question is, is it faith in God's word or is it faith in the problem? But you're still operating in faith all the time. That's the way you're wired. That's the way God created us. You believe in your heart, say it with your mouth, and boom. Whether it's positive and good for you or negative and hurts you. It's always working. Remember, how many of you have been speaking words all your life? You didn't just learn how to speak words when you found out that words had the power of life and death, did you? And all of a sudden your tongue let loose. Now I can speak. No, you were blabbing for years before you ever knew about that verse. Saying all kinds of things. And then all of a sudden, ooh, <laughs> I need to pay attention to what I'm saying because my words have power, right? But you were speaking you were, you were causing either life or death your entire life, and you didn't know it. Just like the law of sowing and reaping. You just weren't aware of it. Now, verse 23, I want to point out something to you. Look at verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Another translation says, for out of it spring the forces of life. The forces of life. Now, verse 23 is telling us, what gets in our heart is very, 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 very important. Notice he was talking about what we say, what we listen to, right? What we see, what we imagine. Then he says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the forces of life or the, or, or the issues of life. In other words, why is it important what we hear, what we imagine, what we see, and what we're talking? Because that is the gateway to our heart, our spirit. And what we feed our spirit man, see, our spirit man's going to produce one way or the other. If you say, I'm a loser, nothing ever goes well for me, and you say it, 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 guess what your spirit man is going to do? It's going to look for ways to make sure you're a loser. And you always fail. It, 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 that's the way you're programmed. That's the way God made you. Your heart, your spirit man, is soil. 
and I'm getting ahead of myself right now, but it's meant to produce after its kind, whatever's sown in it. How many know you sow apple seeds, you don't get oranges, do you? Right? Whatever seed you sow, that's what it produces. Your heart, your spirit, man, is God's soil, His garden. You can look this up in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 if you want, on your own. I think it's verse 9. That you are God's garden, meaning that God meant for His Word to be planted inside your spirit, and it would manifest, it would produce. It would harvest. And that's how we would get the good things God has for us. But how many know you can plant bad seeds? You can plant things you don't want, right? What do we call those? You pick them out of your, your, your little thing all the time with your flowers. They're weeds. I don't want them in there. But see, they're there, aren't they? Well, we can kind of plant them, so to speak, in our life, and we don't want them in our life. We don't want the junk. We don't want what the devil has. Listen carefully. The Word of God in our heart produces life, health, and healing. However, bad seeds, thoughts of failure, focusing on the pain, focusing on the problem, focusing on the sickness, um, talking about how it's not working, uh, talking about how I'm getting sicker, not better, what is that going to do? Those are seeds, and they're going to produce but they're not going to produce life, healing, and health. So can you just stay stationary and say, nah, I'm a, a, what's the country that's neutral? Is it Switzerland? You know, you can't play that. You can't play the card. I'm just going to stay neutral. I'm not going to do anything one way or the other. That doesn't work. You understand? That's where a lot of Christians, I'll just keep my mouth shut then. If I got the power of life or nothing, I won't say anything. You're going to go mute? I mean, you're not going to, you know what I'm saying? You're, you're not, I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to stay in a corner and not bother anybody. I won't do anything. It doesn't work that way. You're going to produce one way or the other. Listen to me carefully. I want you to listen to these words. What are you seeing? What are you hearing? And what are you thinking on? See, these things are what you're focusing on, and they're going to get in your heart, and that's important. If you're filled with negative, failing thoughts and images, it gets in your heart. And that's what your heart's going to produce. This is why it is so important to be in the Word of God all the time. Especially in the area that you need to be hearing it. Don't wait for me to preach on healing if you need healing in your body. Go get some of the old messages. Stir yourself up. Pull those scriptures up. Act on what you heard. You know what I'm saying? Get it working in your life. Don't just say, well, I've heard it many times. I'll just confess it a couple times and wham, bang, it'll work in me. You know, and you know, sometimes you might already have enough faith built up and it works, but how many know other times it doesn't and all of a sudden you find yourself going to see the doctor or you going to, going to the hospital? And see, listen to me, if you're not full of the life of God in that area, then why are you expecting something to happen? How many of you know, I don't ex- do you expect your car to run if it's got no gas? We, would you say, I don't understand what the problem is with this car. Dang car! Dumb car! Stupid car! Why don't you run? Well, if the car was like a donkey in the Old Testament, he might say, quit kicking me and put some gas in me. And then I'll be able to run. But we expect ourselves to run on the spiritual life of God without putting it in us. And that's ridiculous. How many know you can eventually run out of gas? How many of you guys feed yourself at least three times a day? Yeah. Why don't you just say, I'm going to quit a week? Because what happens to you? You run out of gas, right? So why do you think you can skip the Word of God? And still have faith. Where does faith come from? So is it ridiculous to say, I'm a man of faith. I'll just use my faith if I haven't been in the Word of God. I want you guys to stop and think about it. I want everybody... (laughs) Can I be in faith without the Word of God? So if I were to... If somebody would say, Yes, brother, I've prayed. I'm in faith. Well, what, what, what scriptures? I'll get in agreement with you. What, what scriptures are you standing on that you're, you're, 
oh, I, um, 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 you know, that one in, um, it's in the New Testament. It's, um, are, are they full of the word? If they can't even tell me the scripture, they're kidding themselves. You know what they are? What did James call them? Self-deceived. They're not really doers of the word. They're hearers only. They're not really acting on it. What we need to do, listen to me closely, many, many believers are hearers thinking they're doers, but they're really not. It, it begins and ends in this room. They hear it, but they never really do anything with it outside those doors. And if you really want to see the word of God work in your life, it all comes back to you. It, it is not enough just to hear the word or even quote a scripture or two. You have to be acting on that word. You have to do what the word says. And that means what? If we need health and healing, what do we do? We go to Proverbs 4 and we act on what it said. I'm thinking it. I'm talking it. I'm reading it. I'm imagining it. And that's the only thing I'm doing. I'm not letting my imagination run on anything else. I'm not letting my talking on anything else. And I'm not letting my hearing on anything else. And I'm not letting my thinking on anything else. And I'm not letting my reading on anything else. Only on the Word. And if I'll keep that up, and I'll keep that up, guess what? Is God a liar? Or does He always keep His Word? His Word is truth. The life and healing is there. The problem is very few do that, guys. Very few. How does someone get full of anxiety, depression, and fear. I want you to think about this now. Everybody listen closely to what I'm saying. Everybody listening? I want you to really get this. How does someone get full of anxiety, of fear, of sickness, of depression? How do they get full of this? It is what they were listening to, what they were talking about, and what they were focusing on. That's how they got there. That's how they got there. They didn't get there overnight. It's what they kept on thinking about. It's what they kept on listening to and what they kept on talking about. Someone does not get depressed overnight. Someone doesn't have anything negative happen to them overnight. All right? These things happen over time, and they don't realize that they were their own, um, you know, they, they were the master of their own destruction, so to speak, because, again, what they were listening to, what they were focusing on, what they were thinking about, what they, were, what they have around them all the time, eventually is going to impact them. Did, have you ever noticed those commercials that are on there that talk about medicine, you know, and they want to help one thing, but there's like a mile-long list of things that could go wrong, including death? <laughs> you know, I mean, what I mean, is, and I'm not making fun of them, but did you ever notice that every single one of them Every single one of them, you'll have a male or female say, my, and they'll name the sickness or disease, is no longer an issue because of this. What do they always say? My. My. They proudly say, my, and they'll, whatever, my blood pressure, my diabetes, my, and they will, they will name, I want you to listen, next time, you mark it, every single one of them virtually, they say my, now what is the devil trying to get us to say? He wants you to possess it, he wants you to take it, he wants you to have it, and the words my are pretty strong, when you say my, whatever, and fill in the blank, you're, you're heading for destruction. Now, what are you thinking about? What are you imagining when you say that word, my? How are you seeing yourself? What are you listening to? You get that? It's all playing into it, and you're going the wrong direction. So if we want to be full of faith instead of fear, what do we need to do? We need to do what the Lord says. I want to read to you the same set of verses, but I want to read them in some different translations. I want you to really focus, okay? Everybody close your eyes, all right? Don't you dare think about anything other than what I'm saying, all right? Or I will hunt you. All right. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 22. This is the living Bible. You ready? This is God talking to you. Listen, son of mine, to what I say. Listen carefully. Keep these thoughts ever in mind. 
Let them penetrate deep within your heart, for they will mean real life for you and radiant health. Man, I like that. That's God talking to you. Listen to this. This is the New Century Version. My child, pay attention to my words. Listen closely to what I say. Don't ever forget my words. Keep them always in mind. They are key to life for those who find them. They bring health to the whole body. Be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Your thoughts run your life. Now look at me. Your thoughts run your life. In other words, what impacts your thoughts? What you hear, what you imagine, right? What you speak. All these things impact your thoughts. Now remember, I'm going to give you another little scripture. Remember, remember this, because we're talking about thoughts, right? Our thoughts are important right here. God is telling us what we think about is what we're focusing on, what we're listening to, what we're talking about. And he's saying, be careful what you think, because your thoughts run your life. That's the same scripture that we read. Remember, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the forces of life. Guard your heart. Guard what you think about. Guard what you listen to. Guard what you say is what he's telling us. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You get it? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So what I'm listening to and what I'm saying and what I'm imagining is what I will become. We have God's word on it. So if I imagine sickness, if I imagine failure, if I imagine not getting any better, if that's where my focus is and that's what I'm listening to and that's what I'm saying, guess what I'm headed for? Just exactly what I've been focusing on. But if I will focus on His Word, His Word that has what? The healing life and health of God in it. And I will think on it. And I won't let anything else be in my mind. The minute my mind gets off, I say, no, in Jesus' name, I'm not thinking that. I, I, I listen to the Word. I imagine the Word. I picture the Word working in me. I talk what the Word says. And that's all I allow myself to do. What's going to happen? That formula, so to speak, is going to do what? That Word I found is going to be life to me and health and healing. Why? Because it's getting in my heart. It's getting in my heart. Now remember, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You can't think, listen carefully, you cannot think about how bad you feel and how nothing is working for you and expect to see the results you want to see. What is someone thinking about when they're laying in a hospital bed with some terminal disease? What are they left with if they're left to their own vices? The doctors are saying, I don't know if there's any hope. I don't know. I, I can't see anything we can do. And so what do they do? They imagine themselves what? Dying, getting worse, being in more pain. That's all they can think about. And then people come in and they talk about it. And they're listening to it again. And then their own mind, they're picturing themselves being buried. They're picturing themselves, their life over. They're picturing, I've got to get my affairs in order. They're picturing this and they're talking it. Guess where they're headed for? You can't be in a situation where you want change and be doing everything outside the Word of God and expect the Word to work in you. That's ridiculous. How many would agree? That's ridiculous. It's like expecting my car to drive without gas. We would say, duh, of course you can't do that, you idiot. That's your problem. You got no gas. It's on empty. So what do you got to do when you need your faith to produce? You got to fill up the tank. You've got to fill up your heart. Did you guys see how simple this is? It's really like, man, that, that's really easy. All i got to do is do that, and it will work absolutely. Don't make, listen to me, God is not complicated, guys. He is so easy. Let me read the last two verses in, uh, in the Amplified. Listen to this. For they, talking about God's Word, are life to those who find them, healing and health to all their flesh. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance. And above all that you guard, for out of it flows the springs of life. See, it's out of your heart. When the Word of God gets in, your heart produces or produces the harvest. Just like when you plant seed in soil and water it and just leave it alone. 
it will produce. That's exactly what the Word of God will do. The Word is life and health and healing to our flesh. But we need to be very protective about what gets into our heart. It's, listen to me, your heart's going to produce one way or the other, fear or faith, success or failure, sickness or health. It's going to produce one or the other. It's on you which one it does. It really is. Too many Christians are waiting. Well, well, pastor prayed for me, and um, that's where they leave it. And they're all the way in a hospital room with all kinds of issues. And they're, all they're doing is leaning on pastor prayed for me. That's good in some ways. There's some connection. But listen to me. You need to get in the Word. It's not my prayer that has power. You get what I'm saying? It's what? We prayed the Word, okay? And I might be full of faith when I pray, but that doesn't mean the receiver is. So they have more confidence in my prayer than they do the Word. Can you see that? You can't have more confidence in prayer over the Word. You have confidence in the Word that you prayed. Do you understand the difference? Don't have faith in prayer. Have faith in the Word that you prayed. Your faith is misplaced if it's in the prayer and not the Word. <laughs> I know that may be revelation to some, but that's a fact. That's where a lot of people have mishandled their faith. Listen to me. Your answer for life when it comes to healing is in the Bible. I want you to listen closely. All the healing power we will ever need is in His words. We will ever need is in His words. But how many have suffered, have died with the Bible right there at their nightstand. But see, that word in that Bible on that nightstand won't do you any good unless you get that word in your heart. And how do you get it in your heart? How do you get it in your heart? Well, that's one way. How do we, how do we get it? Huh? Huh? Hearing it? Talking it, thinking about it, right? In other words, what did Proverbs 4 talk about? It talked about what? It talked about listening to it. It talked about only listening and following what God says, remember? It said always keep your eyes on it, your imagination on it, right? Never letting it go. You're talking it. That's how you keep it in the midst of your heart. That's how you're keeping that seed in your heart. But it's, it's not enough just to confess it and then think about anything. You can't let your thoughts get off the Word. Meaning that if you begin to think about failure, if you begin to think about it's not working, you need to stop and say, no, I'm only going to think on the Word. Use the Word to build your imagination up to see yourself well. To see If you can't, for example, jog because something's wrong with your legs, then picture yourself jogging. Picture the Word working in you. Don't picture failure. Don't picture hurting. You get what I'm saying? Picture yourself and the doctor's talking to you and says, you don't need that blood pressure medicine anymore. You're completely whole. Imagine it. Imagine the Word working. In other words, keep your thought life trapped on the Word of God. And only the only thing ever coming out of your mouth is what the Word says. Not the problem. Not how I feel. Not what this said and what that said. What does the Word say? What does the Word say? What does the Word say? You get it? And if you'll do that, I'm telling you, the Word will work in your, in your, in your life. I, everybody say radical. Now, does everybody know what the word radical means? It means radical. It means extremism. Okay? It means going way beyond what normal people would do. Okay? If you want to see this work in your life, you're going to have to get radical about the Word of God. And people are going to say, uh, you don't need to get that fanatical about that. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And I've had, I've had people tell me, you're going a little too far, Ken. I mean, come on now. You don't have to be that, that touchy about the Word. You don't have to spend you know, that much time. You don't have to be only talking that. Yes, I do. If I want to see it work in my life, I do. That's what the Word says. In other words, listen carefully, guys. We live in a fallen world of darkness and destruction and distraction. 
The devil is the master of distraction. Therefore, because of that, it's all the more important that we focus on the Word of God. All the more important. Even Jesus had to focus on the Word of God. What did he say? Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word of God. He didn't say by the Bible, did he? He said every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Every word. That's what we're going to live on. How do we receive the life of God? We have to be in the Word. You may have to be an extreme person in the eyes of the world to receive the life of God, the healing power of God, because people will make fun of you. They'll persecute you. They'll pick on you because you won't say anything or think anything or do anything outside of that. And you know what? So what? It won't work for them, but it's working for you. Amen? I don't care. I'm not the one that has to go to the doctors and get this fixed and that fixed. Amen? I can go to the Word and get it fixed. You get healed keeping the Word in front of you. If you receive the Word, it's working in you. That's what you need to understand. If you're receiving the Word, you need to know it's working in me. The word, listen to me. The Word is working mightily in me. It's working in me. Now, I might not know how. I might not understand the, the spiritual physics of it, so to speak. I don't comprehend that. I don't need to, and I personally don't care. All I'm going to do is take God at His Word, and I know that as I consume His Word, the life of God, that living, powerful Word, is doing something in me. It's doing something in me. My life is impacted by the Word. And the more Word I get in me, the more I'm impacted by it. How many would think Jesus was a fanatic about the Word of God? Was it working for Him? <laughs> every level, everywhere He went, it was working. The fact is, is that even though you might not see anything, even though you might not feel anything, if I'm doing what the Word says and I'm taking that Word in me, it's doing something in me. It's working in me. How many of you know when you plant a seed, you don't see anything? But you know, give it a little bit of time, something's going to pop right up through that ground, and it won't be long. It'll keep on growing and growing until we have the full harvest. It's ready to go, and I can even eat the fruit of it. But it was a little seed, and if I dig up that seed, it's no use, is it? Right? All we got to do is what? Water the seed and keep it in the soil. That's it. So when you got the Word of God in you, is it doing something in you when it got planted? Instantly. It's doing something. It's germinating. It's doing some things. You just don't know it yet. Trust the Word that it's doing what the Word's supposed to do. Listen to me carefully. I wrote this down, and I, I'm going to say it a couple times because I want you to, to see this. Remember, the Word is the seed, right? The Word is seed. In fact, the Word of God is supernatural seed, all right? That's the Bible. 1 Peter 1.23, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the Word of God which lives and abides forever. So the seed of the incorruptible Word of God, all right, or the Word of God is incorruptible seed. Listen to this statement. Allow the power of God to enter your body through the word that gets in your heart by following God's prescription. I want you to, to follow the sequence here, okay? Allow the power of God to enter your body through the word that gets in your heart by following God's prescription. Everybody got that? I want to do it one more time. I really want you to see this. It's simple, and it's almost too simple. It can slide right by us. Allow the power of God to enter your body through the word, that seed that gets in your heart, by following God's prescription. In other words, how do I get all this to work? I follow the prescription. I do what Proverbs 4, remember, says to do. Listen to it. Focus only on what he says. Imagine it. Talk it. And that's the process. And let it do its job. Let the Word do its job. Man's heart, as I mentioned earlier, is designed to produce. And you're going to produce something. <laughs> Whether that be fruit for life and healing or a bad harvest of death and despair. It's up to you. One way or the other, you're producing. 
all the time. That's just how it works. And so you might as well let it work for you. Now, I say this, and I want you to know the devil knows this, and he knows it clearly. That's evident by several people not being here. And why so many people we've invited have a challenge coming. Why is that? I've been told several times that there's not a whole lot of churches teaching this kind of thing locally. There may be some, I'm sure there are. But the fact is, the devil knows this. He knows. Listen to me carefully. This is why the devil works so hard to keep people from God's word, especially believers. He knows that if the seed of the word gets in our hearts, there's nothing he can do to stop that word of God from fixing or changing our lives. But what he doesn't want you to do is hear it. Because if you start hearing it, he starts having a problem. In other words, if he wants to defeat our lives, if he wants to keep his foot down, it starts with just coming to church and hearing the word. And if he can keep people outside the door or super casual about it, he knows they're not much of a threat. They're already going to have miserable, broken lives because they don't have the word. He knows that. But if you start coming, that's why you had such a battle to come consistently. And the devil will set you up with family giving you a hard time. He'll set you up with job, all of a sudden there's issues. This happens, that happens, this breaks down. And you'll go through seasons where you're doing good and you're established, but then you begin to wane a little bit. And then all of a sudden, this happens in life, and that happens in life, and this person needs your help, and that person, and this, and this, and this. And all of a sudden, you find yourself struggling in in it. Why? The devil knows. He's got you against a corner. And he knows if he keeps on working at you, you might just quit and give up and walk away. And boy, I tell you, what a sad situation that is, because most of the time, you were so close. So close. I always pictured it like this. The devil would work the hardest you ever remember doing laps when you were in gym when you're, and you were a kid? Anybody? I hated it. <laughs> of course, it's not like I was, I could run around, but I hated to just focus on that. You know, I, was, I just hated it, you know. But I remember, you know, you'd have to do so many. And man, the hardest one was what? That last one when you were coming around. All you were thinking about is, I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard, I want to stop. You know, I mean, and, and you were so close. It's just like that in real life. We're so close to where we need to be. And the devil turns up the pressure. And he's yelling even more. Go ahead and quit. No one will miss. It's okay. You deserve a break today. He'll start quoting McDonald's or something like that. I mean, he'll do whatever he can to get you to get your eyes off the prize. But how many of you know, if you just keep, all I got to do is make it to there. All I got to do is make it to there. All I got to do is make it to there. All I, if I keep my eyes on the Word, on the Word, Now, who is the living Word of God? Jesus is. So that's why the Bible says, keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. He is the living Word. Keep your eyes on Him and run the race. Don't get distracted. Don't think about other things. Just focus on that Word, and and it will carry you through. And you'll make it, and you'll receive the prize. Praise God. What's the prize? Your healing, your health, your victory. And then guess what you have? A real testimony about how your faith produced through the Word of God. And guess why I teach it this way? Because we don't have to depend on a miracle. We can get our faith in God's Word to work every single time, no matter what the issues in life. But there are other people that live disaster to disaster. And guess what? God never promised you a miracle. He never did. You might get one by the grace of God, but that's not the way he intended for us to live. He intended it for us to what? Live by faith. Listen to me carefully. We have to consider what we're feeding on. You're listening to something. You're focusing on something. So cut off the enemy's seed. Just don't listen to anything outside of God's Word. But if you don't know God's Word, it's hard to distinguish. That's why we need to be focused on His Word all the time. Reject the bad seeds and receive the seed of God's Word. Water the seed. Protect your heart. Guard your heart. 
What does that mean? Don't just let anything in. Guard your heart with all diligence. That's fighting the good fight. You have to determine to stay with the Word, focus, listen to, and imagine and confess the Word continually. And those words become life, medicine, health, and healing to all your flesh. Remember, again, I remind you, in Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said, man can't live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Remember, every word of God. When you need healing, the natural can't provide everything, but the word of God can. Amen? The word of God can do what no natural thing can do. Quit, listen to me carefully, quit listening to the symptoms, stop focusing on the bad report, and listen to the word. You don't need to turn here, but you all, most of you know this. 1 Peter 2.24 Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Say it with me. By his stripes I was healed. If I was healed, I am healed. Now say it again. By his stripes I was healed. If I was healed, I must be healed. I am healed. Jesus is my healer. The Word of God is working in me. See, guys are getting, nah, nah, nah. Stay with me here. By His stripes I was healed. If I was healed, I am healed. Therefore, I am the healed of the Lord. I'm healed by His stripes. By His stripes, I am healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. Don't ever get bored saying that. Sometimes that's why I say everybody goes, no, 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 no. This is what we're talking about. What are you thinking about while we're saying that? You're thinking about what? Healing. You're thinking about his stripes. You're picturing these things. I'm healed. That's the point. Now here's what I'm going to end with this. Listen to me carefully. There is more than enough power in that one verse to heal everyone on this planet at the same time. More power in that one by His stripes you were healed to heal everyone on the planet at the same time because His words are alive and powerful and they never return to Him void. Do you realize, guys, that if we could go into a nursing home and be allowed to teach this on a consistent basis, we could empty the place out? Why should nursing homes be active and full? They shouldn't be. Christians just aren't not doing their job. You say, well, 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 listen to me. You are called to what? Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That means you. Amen? (laughs) Listen, there's healing power in the words of God. Amen? Say it one more time. Say, by the stripes of Jesus... I am healed.